Previously on The Mortal Path. Natalia is sitting reading her book. Her eyes have what look like golden letters running across the iris. I might be seeing some some glyphs. Little gold letters running across her eyes. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, I was uh, helping her escape from some bad people. And um, what happened to her afterwards? Oh, she disappeared to the other side of the world and I never saw her again. This is where the commander is. Follow me. I, w- I will say, uh, what is your story here? Because either way, this looks a bit embarrassing, right? Uh, I... Now let's go in. <laughs> Remember, you're our prisoner. <laughs> Sweet little Findex. You're our prisoner, right? Nah, nah. Greetings, assholes. Ooh. Oh, shit. Why did we... <laughs> I would like to use my action to attempt to hide behind Taro. This is a dangerous city and you've just appeared holding one of my men captive. Magic, all of you. Is that so? Well, there might be a little bit of magic in these here hands. <laughs> well, if we uh, were to silence them. Oh, what, kill them all? Uh, yes. Hmm. <sighs> all right, Matt. I think, I think you've sold me, but what's, what's the plan? You th- I think we can convince Findex, but if we take out the commander and then see if we can't talk to Severin. Come out when you hear the signal. And trust me, you'll hear it. make your way out of the room and you head along the corridor with Taro in the lead. Who's going after Taro? Uh, Natalia will. Okay. Um, Can I just... It's dark in this corridor, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to hang back a second because I have never done anything like this before and I'm just going to turn my back quietly to a shadowy corner and just say quietly to myself, you know, Dark lady, guide my hand. Okay. And then turn back and follow a little bit anxiously. Okay. All right, Tara opens the door. Okay, everybody is pretty much where they were before. Findex looks more upset than earlier, and it Severin kind of has her kind of shoulder turned away from him, almost as if she's embarrassed to be standing like to attention next to him. Um, and the commander is standing over the body of the rebel and kind of like, poking it with his foot as you open the door. Um, (laughs) Oh, there's no call for that. (laughs) And as you open the door and and you step in, he looks up and he smiles and he goes, ah, you've come to some sort of agreement, I assume. Yeah, I I closed the door behind me. Okay. What, are we in the room? Uh, Okay, okay, all right. What, Tara, what are you doing? Howdy, partner. (laughs) Yes, uh, greetings. Hello. We, uh, We have come to an agreement. We'd be much obliged. But there's no reason in us, uh, you're doing something for us here, and we ought to do something for you in exchange. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say no. What did you have in mind? We've, uh, we've decided we ought to show you a, a little more of our magic. I'd, I'd love to see. Do you, is it transferable? Is it teachable? I've always had an interest, you see. My magic ain't really teachable, but, uh, 
them out the back might be able to show you something. But, uh, they're preparing a little treat, but first of all, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll set things off. Well, please, I'd, I'd love to see. Um, if you could, could you, uh, ask your, uh, uh, Windex over there if he could, uh, you know, face the wall and put his hands on his ears? I really don't... I don't want him hearing any of the incantations, you see. They're, uh, they're a fair <laughs> bit secret. He gives you a little bit of an odd look at that. Make me a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, I love it. Persuasion. Okay. With advantage. An 18. Okay. Uh, he nods his head and Findex very slowly and with a look of absolute confusion turns to face the wall and slowly puts his hands like on like the side of his head. All right. And I'm going to start walking towards... Um... Commander Rex. Gash. <laughs> okay. All right. How how close are you getting? I'm just going to walk quite close and go, now if you'll uh, look carefully, it's, uh, this is quite subtle, but, uh, <laughs> first I have to channel the, the spirits of the ancients. Can you, can you feel them? He closes his eyes as you say that, and he has a look of kind of excitement and kind of awe on his face and he kind of closes his eyes and, is con- and he concentrates and as he does you guys all of you hear from above you from the skies the first kind of of storm clouds that you saw earlier above and he kind of goes I think I can now <laughs> listen real careful and then I clap You bring your hands together and there is this almighty of thunder that shakes the building and I believe that the commander is thrown backwards, right? He has to make a save of some sort? He does have to make a saving throw. A what saving throw? A constitution saving throw. And your DC is? I think it's 13. He got nine. So he goes... Nine! He gets pushed 10 foot back. And he takes 2d8 thunder damage. Holy shit, roll me that thunder damage. He's been thunderstruck. <laughs> Beautiful bard, bardic. Now I find out what a, what, a, what a d8 looks like. It's this thing. That would be 13. Th- 13? No, 11. Sorry, I oh can't add. I added 7 and 4 and got 13. So. <laughs> okay, 11. Okay, so your uh, your blast of thunder rocks out against his room and he is thrown backwards into the wall and you see his head smash back against the wall and as he slumps down, because I believe he's also not prone me- mechanically, right? Uh, it just says push back, push back. 10 feet. Um, I'll give him a dexterity check because he's hit that wall pretty hard. Nope, that wasn't that one. So he slumps down against the wall and you can see this trail of blood going down the wall from where he's hit his head and he immediately does not look good. And as you do that... With a, with a nat one, does he take extra damage? Uh, no, I think he just gets knocked prone. And as you as you do that, actually, do you know what? This body as well. Just yeah, it gets pushed also gets also. This second body against the wall. It's very undignified. Very undignified. The second time that you have sort you of... You have already played puppets with it. Yeah, so. the second time you've puppeted this this dead body. Um, <laughs> they, they don't call me the puppet master for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Severin, she picks up her spear and she turns to you with fear and absolute 
fury in her eyes. Uh, but you two who have been waiting on this signal, you guys absolutely yeah. have a surprise round. So uh, we'll see Nat's going to go first because she's there and yeah. then we'll get you all to roll initiative. So Nat, yes, what please. are you doing? I'm just going to come into the room and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but we can't allow you to run home and tell everyone about this. Good night. Okay. Going to attack. I'm pretty sure you didn't hear any of that due to the fact he's been deafened by... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I felt it. I, I heard it <laughs> yeah. and it felt good. <laughs> now, I believe you get advantage, don't you? Because he's prone. Oh, and yeah. And you're in melee range. Let's just see. Uh, uh, that's a 19. That'll hit. And that's all about the quippy one-liners, even if they don't really work at this stage. <laughs> uh, that's nine damage. Weeshed. Okay. Alrighty. Is he dead? Not yet. Um, so as this commander hits the wall and goes down with this streak of blood and the other uh, lizard creature readies her spear, the door behind you, Taro, bursts open and Natalia comes running in saying something that you kind of catch but not quite because she's moving <laughs> very quickly and she just brings her sword like down into the stomach of this commander on the ground and he kind of goes and kind of tries to like hold onto the blade and there's blood dripping from his mouth and he does not look good at all. Nerium. I want to take both of my, take out my dagger in my right hand and my kitchen knife in my left hand and stab him twice. Okay, where are you standing to do this? Um, well, I was going to nip round the back of him and get him in the kidneys, but um, I can't do that. However, I can move through the space of a creature one size larger than me. Yeah. So I can go wherever, I can duck in under Nat or whatever. Just power slide through Taro's legs. <laughs> power slide through Taro's legs, Okay, yes. Okay, very good. So That is what I do. Almost the second that Natalia brings her sword down to this guy's stomach, Taro, you kind of hear footsteps behind you and you move just in time for this tiny Whoa. halfling suddenly wielding two daggers, <laughs> one actually a kitchen knife that you saw earlier in the house that you did not know that she had picked up. Power slide. <laughs> under your legs and bring them <laughs> both down into his body. Roll me your attack. Yeah. If he okay. misses, it's going to be embarrassing as hell. With advantage. 18. With advantage. With advantage. Oh, uh, with advantage. See if you crit. No. Uh, 18. You get sneak attack. And I get sneak attack. <laughs> Presume 18 hits. Yes. Oh yeah. 18 will hit. Okay. Uh, that's four plus four. So that's eight damage. And then my sneak attack at this point is just one, isn't it? Uh, 1d6. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be twelve damage with my first hit. Twelve damage. Where are you? Where are you stabbing him? I mean, he's prone, so I could probably get him anywhere. The stomach's already been done. <laughs> there <laughs> no is a sword. Covered, There's Go a sword in the belly. Yes. There's a sword in the belly, and I'm probably underneath that. So I don't know. Somewhere under there. Oh no. Let's chop his nuts off. <laughs> okay. Oh goodness. goodness Why not? Me. Right. So yeah, as you're kind of getting ready to pull this sword back out, this halfling with this look of just kind of like iron slides up and with dexterity unknown does these two quick motions and a part of, of the commander, as of yet unseen, falls to the floor uh, in a growing pile of blood. A sp- arterial spray. And he kind of like looks down at himself and he looks up at the three of you and his eyes just roll back and that guy is dead on the ground <laughs> he just he did not survive that at all he's very dead now marvelous goodbye sweet wow. NPC 
Fucking hell. I mean, what am I going to do with my bonus action now? Yeah. Intimidate them. Get him. <laughs> Is that a bonus action? Uh, I will I will let you make an intimidation check as a bonus action, seeing as you killed the commander on the surprise round. <laughs> well, then, at him. I will I will swing around okay. and with my blood sprayed face and two knives in my hands, I will say, Findex, you're with us, right? Okay, make me uh now it's your persuasion, choice. Persuasion, I suppose. You can do intimidation or persuasion, it's your choice. I'd rather do persuasion. Okay. Because really, I've I've got things in that. Uh, ooh. Mm, yeah, that's 13. Okay. Findex, who has at this point turned around, although he's only taken one hand off the side of his head, looks at all three of you and just goes, Ah! And just starts kind of screaming. He, does, he just starts kind of screaming, but he doesn't that's make fair. any movement. He's just got one hand on the side of his head and he's just screaming. Uh, roll me initiative. That's a 14. 23. 20. Okay, 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 okay. Nerium, you're up first. Well, I'm going to run to Severin mm-hmm. and say, you've got two choices. You can join us or die. How close are you getting? Bearing in mind that she's wielding a spear. How? What's the reach on a spear? Is it 10 foot or...? Mechanically 10 foot, but to you, pretty far. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> like I like will... twice your height. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will move one square closer to her. I will take a few steps forward. Okay. Uh, make me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, that's an 18. And that's a 6. Uh, so that would be 9. Okay. You just see the fury take over as she starts to move forward with her spear and it is her turn. Unless there's anything else you want to do. You've only used one bit of your movement. I mean, that was kind of... Uh, me i can't attack in that case i'm gonna say that was your check this time then i will use my bonus action to disengage if i can you're not in melee range with her fuck hide uh yeah you can you can try and okay hide i'll behind drop behind that. the polar bear i mean that's, can, that's, that's not a polar bear that is a yeah you could you can you can use your bonus action to to move again no i'm gonna duck behind the polar bear I mean, that's just a lizard man body. It's not actually a big polar bear. I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> I can hide behind Nobody's it. Nobody's going to know what the fuck we're me. talking about. This is polar <laughs> Sorry. bear bullshit. It's one size bigger than me. I'm going to hide behind the dead body of the rebel. Okay, thank you. Which <laughs> is indicated by a dead polar bear on our battle map. Okay. <laughs> so You're now under the polar bear. <laughs> roll, roll me stealth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Although she can, like, she didn't I want mean, to do uh, Okay, it's more for cover, really, yeah, but I'm okay. um, fine, I got a 22. A 20? Okay, you just fucking disappear under this dead body. <laughs> just, I just I slip really like inside this man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this idea of um, this sort of childlike figure running up saying, join us or die. <laughs> And then then running away and hiding very obviously behind a body. Really failing to live through that promise. She doesn't know what she's doing. It's very good. It's very D and D, and I love it. However, it is Severance Go, Uh, and she is going to have a look around. You kind of disappear (laughs) off to the periphery, I guess. (laughs) She is going to move forward to. Ah, uh, man, you both kind of killed him. So I'm going to roll a d20. If it's odd, she's going to go for Taro. If it's even, she's going to go for Natalia. It is even, Natalia. She gets about that that close, and she is going to lunge forward with her spear with a... This fucking dice can just go away. Uh, with a 12. No. No. 
So she she lunges forward, but you can see the shock now that she's closer to his body, and she misses. As the spear comes in, this just veil of shadows appears and just whacks it off to the side. Oh, very cool, yes. So what exactly does it look like? How does it manifest? When the spear tip comes in, it's like this um, black shadows, like bar its way, sort of deflect it off. Very, very cool. Windex, his screaming at Findex. Wow, I'm editing that out. (laughs) (laughs) Findex. That's canon now, you know. That's that's canon. No, Findex's yell goes from ah, 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 like that. It kind of changes tone a little bit as he's watching what is happening here. And that is all she can do with her turn. So it is Tara, you'll go. All right. um, I think Tara's going to walk up to Findex. Okay, yes. you are in her media range, so if you do that, you she's going to get an attack of opportunity. Okay, I think Tara kind of ducks under, or attempts to duck under, whatever she tries to do. I attempt to not get hit as I walk past. Okay, Can I use disengage, nothing. actually? Okay, yeah, that's, that that can be your whole action if you want. But but if he uses disengage as an action, how is he going to roll to seduce Findex? That's a good point. True. Very I'll, true. I'll take the chances we're getting whacked. Okay. <laughs> Aha! You bet wrong. So... Uh, that, that that is a 20 to hit. Tarot dies. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, so <laughs> she... Yet! So she she pulls her spear around. She's only got it in one hand at the moment. I am going to use the bone dice, though. Which is not a sexy dice. It is just, like, a, a very ominous dice. Bone! <laughs> well, y'all just did that to yourself because uh, you, you take uh, eight points of damage as she kind of spins the spear around and gets you right in sort of the back between the shoulder blades. All right, that looked probably extremely painful. Yeah. Go for the sympathy vote. It looks very bad. Can I do the rest of what I was going to do with my turn? No, wait. So Gary kills me. Attack interrupts the provoking creature's movement. So as you try and move past her, she manages to get you with the spear enough that she actually kind of like skewers you for a second and you actually can't quite move around that bit because there's a blade embedded in you. Tarot kebab. Like, given how much of a percentage of my health points that did, um, yeah. I don't think he's walking anywhere. No, no, you're not looking very well at all. Uh, but what you do see is you do see the look of panic on Findex's face get more panicked as you seem to take damage. Oh. Here, Findex, could you, uh, could you give us a hand? Ah! <laughs> he, kind of, he, he kind of reaches for a weapon that he doesn't fucking have because you have his sword and kind of like oh, flaps yeah. his hands around his thighs for a minute going, ah! <laughs> He's not having I believe a good day. It. Okay. He's, he's big and strong. <laughs> he is very strong. The lizard man is big and tough and only the best is, is good enough. <laughs> Are you now? Are you using your bardic inspiration again? <laughs> yes. Because it's a bonus action, and I will yeah, give him that. Canonically, I said that. Okay. Yes. Very good. You say this. It's confusing, but it's very, very stirring. Everyone feels a little bit moved, but especially Findex in this moment. All right. Take okay. that one off my list. <laughs> yeah. Take that off. That's, that's two inspiration dice used. Zero of them on a, a pl- player character. Yeah. <laughs> Natalia, as you kind of pull your blade out from the very dead body of this commander, you see this other lizard creature's spear kind of into Taro's back. And instead of crying out in pain, he spits a little rhyme. 
Alan's kind of like is frozen there, half skewered. What do you do? Severin, you made the wrong choice, so fuck you. Oh, very good, okay. And then I'm gonna step forward and try and stab her. Ooh. Out of interest, is that the only swear Nat knows? <laughs> uh, no. It's the mechanics of the curse. It is now the I'll, mechanics I'll say, of the curse. Uh, I'll change it up in the future. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so that's a six, nope, a 14 to hit. So as you cast your curse, you feel again this dark energy. You feel it move almost through this shadowy barrier that you can now kind of see manifesting around you. But as you lunge forward with the sword, it glances off her armor. And this is much better than the stuff Findex was wearing. And you see it cut a deep gouge in the leather, but it doesn't actually make contact. And she turns her head back to you with just fury in her eyes. Findex is going to... Look around in horror and in confusion, and he's going to take a kind of stumbling step to the side, and then he's going. Why is he sideways? That was obviously not <laughs> at some point. Um, and then he's going. He was facing the wall. Oh, yeah. And then a jump to the right. Yeah. <laughs> a very good reference. Um, and then he's going to kind of stagger forwards, and he's going to reach out, and he's just going to like smack the back of Severin. <laughs> in what is going to be relatively ineffectual, but the effort yes. is there. But he's but going to use his inspiration, significant. Guys. What the hell well, is Well, he's got advantage anyway. He does! He's been sniped by... Also, well, I like their, their movements. That they seem to back up to attack people. <laughs> is he upside down? My screen yeah. is very is, yeah. far from me. Okay. I mean, so is Severin. They're all facing the wrong <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, they're just little, like, jelly beans to me from this distance. I can only tell who they are by the color, not by the shape. Um, okay, so he kind of gets up like behind her and he reaches out and he kind of does this slap that kind of goes <laughs> against the back of her and does fuck all. But he kind of looks over to you, Taro, and like, yeah? I thumbs up. Like that. Okay. Give him a little thumbs up. Uh, that is... From my position of incredible pain. Yeah. <laughs> that is his turn. Nerium. I will bounce out from behind my uh, dead body of a rebel who strikingly resembles a polar bear and as I jump out I just I can see the shadows around Nat can't I? Uh, I yeah at this point you can see them kind of manifesting around her I want to go cool <laughs> uh, and then Isn't I it? will repeat my double stabby on Severin okay so if, if you're standing there are you throwing them? At, at that no okay roll your roll your attack my attacks the first one was a 13 okay so I that second one however is a 24 so the first one she kind of moves out the way and you don't even make contact with the second one you manage to like drive like right into the muscle of her thigh roll damage excellent excellent five plus sneak attack of four so that's nine okay uh yeah blood starts to trickle down uh, her skin and she kind of goes <coughs> and looks over at you. This seems to be a good noise that lizard men make. Um, she looks down at you in kind of shock because she did not see you pop out from behind the, the dead body of the rebel. Anything else on your turn? That was my bonus action so okay. I'm stuck there. If she takes a swipe at me I'm buggered. She pulls back her, her spear and she is going to go again for Natalia. Oh good. Uh, yeah with a 15. Ha! <laughs> Oh, again. So she pulls back. And this time there's this kind of like little spray of blood from Taro, who is now released from the end of the spear. And as she drives <laughs> it forward, it again kind of off this 
shadows that seem to become solid at impact and the blood kind of splatters across the shadows before it just holds there for a second and then falls to the ground. And that is that is all she can do on her turn. So Taro, it's your go. Hey, catch. And then attempt to throw the sword to Findex. Okay, make me a <laughs> make me a dexterity check. That there's no way that can go wrong. There's there's not. I'm very good at throw. Probably. Uh-huh. I need to think about this. Please don't kill our friend. He has some HP. I think I have plus three on this. I think I have plus three on this. Sixteen. Uh yeah, so he's gonna make a dexterity check to catch it. Ugh. Uh, so you throw the sword and you manage to kind of like arc it so it definitely goes handle first towards him and he just absolutely flubs his catch and it kind of skitters to the ground Like, but it's at his feet, he just does not <laughs> catch it he's just like ah! Cons- cons- at this point Nerium is quietly just slightly wondering what the fuck Tarot sees in this man <laughs> he's very endearing He's very upset. I like people who are incompetent. I was going to say, are you you one of those who looks for a (laughs) fixer-upper? Wow, called out. Hey, he survived the blood pits. The blood sands. Yeah, he did one time. One time he did. Um, Natalia, it's your go. Uh, I'm just going to bring back my sword and stab him again. You get advantage because Findex Uh, is flanking ineffectually. 16. Uh, Yes, 16 does hit. Right, so I'm going to try and just drive it straight through it oh. and say, don't hit my friend. And then, uh, oh shit, we're friends. This is oh very my good. God, we're friends. 13 damage. 13. You pull back your sword, and as you say that, these shadows around you, for a second, both of you see these shadows kind of take the appearance of two Natalias and then swirl into the blade, and it goes through Severin and out the other side to a point where it actually almost hits Findex, who's at the back of her, and Severin's blade kind of clatters to the ground as she goes still on the end of your sword and collapses. And she is dead. And Findex, at that point, does not pick up his sword, but he staggers back until he hits the wall and he slides down until he's sitting and he kind of like puts his hands up and he goes, don't, why, why did you? Findex, we were helping you. How? You killed them! You don't need to go to the blood sands now, Findex. Uh... Well, to be fair, we had our own reasons too. And Tara sits down on the ground. I don't know what's just happened. He's going to make a constitution saving throw for a panic attack, which is our new mechanic <laughs> to roll for a panic attack. <laughs> nope. He starts to breathe heavily and quickly. And he kind of puts his head in his hands and is just kind of going, ah. Um, while he's doing that, I kind of, I would like to go over to the command, Commando Rex dead body. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um, because that is the dead body of somebody I killed. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never had this experience before. Are you going to mm-hmm. take a trinket? Because there's a couple you could... Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, they kind of got a bit muddy. Um, (laughs) I I just want to look at him and like poke him with a toe and go, "Hmm." 
and then I'd like to go through all of his stuff. Okay, you go over to this this body of this person who has been just so very killed in three different inventive ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. A real team effort on this particular <laughs> gentleman. It's um, a collaboration piece. That was this a really, body. Yeah, yeah, it really is a work of art. The back of his head's a bit caved in. Uh, he's got this big kind of gaping wound in his stomach, and there's just like so much blood between his legs. Um, it's it's a. It's a <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, geez, I think actually that might well be what happened. She might well be just looking at that and, and giggling. Okay, so the very sweet little form of Meredith Burroughs, who's very good at sewing <laughs> and who's very polite and gentle at all times, pokes this dead body with her toes and then starts to giggle behind you, Taro, as you, as and Natalia, as Taro, you sit down really feeling like yep you've just really been stabbed in the back and it's not feeling good at all Taro while bleeding out is also paying attention to 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 whatever he's in kind of confused fear this new goblin who has arrived in <laughs> fair um, you start going through the, the pockets what are you doing Natalia uh, I think I'm going to crouch down by Taro and see if I can do something to Stop the bleeding. Okay, make me a medicine check. That's a nat 20. Okay, what do you do nice. to stop the bleeding? Well, so what did Severin, what was Severin wearing? Uh, Severin was just wearing bits of armor. Sort of the same thing as Findex, bits of armor, but, but hers were much better. Uh, how about the, the rebel? Uh, the rebel had nothing on. Oh, my. The uh, rebel's <laughs> another lizard person. Nakedness isn't an issue for his people. Exactly. In that case, it loads me... It, it, I'm loath to do it, but I tear off a bit of my dress. Okay. And I wrap a bandage around the place to try and keep the bodily organs in. Okay. It is in the back, so there's nothing quite, like, falling out at this point. Um, there's just, like, a lot of blood. But you tear off a good kind of couple of inches around the, the hem of your dress. And it's one of those dresses where the, the waist is gathered, so there's actually quite a lot down at the bottom, almost like a bell. Um, and you get a good couple of long strips of material that you do manage to tie around quite tightly kind of like round tarot's kind of like torso kind of upper chest to to get to the back um and with a little bit more extra material to kind of serve as as the kind of padding bit you do manage to put enough pressure and to hold it in place long enough that that the bleeding does slowly stop oh thanks nat tell me did you uh did you mean what you said about what about you know uh uh her hurting your friend i i said that uh, oh, I mean, yes, well, you're not... I don't... I don't not like you. No, it's all right, it's all right, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, we we seem to be drawn together by something, and... Yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it. Uh, perhaps you ought to go see if Findex is all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's... Uh, Findex, how are you doing there? Findex is kind of like brought his like knees up to his chest and is just kind of like huddled he's he stopped screaming he stopped making a lot of noise but he is just kind of breathing heavily and as you speak to him he does look up and there's still that kind of panic in his eyes and and he's making no move to to be violent or threatening but he's he's just kind of frozen in place you're safe now we won't hurt you at all you fought with us oh god am i one of the rebels now did I betray my queen? Well, let's not rush to label each other so quickly. You 
You are free now. They're going You're to send me to the Blood Sands. To the, no, no. Execute me. You'll never go back to the Blood Sands. Don't worry, you're with us. We're powerful, magical warriors. You'll probably die first. You are very powerful. And what's the one thing you must never do? Betray you. Exactly. That's a good Findex, good Findex. Now, are you hurt at all? Not more than I was before all of this. Okay, you take a couple of deep breaths and just... Uh, could you could you be a very brave lizard man for me? And give Taro a hand over there. Yes. Good. He kind of pushes himself to his feet. He's clearly quite unsteady. uh, And he moves over kind of in front of you, Taro. But he doesn't quite know what to to do to be helpful. He just kind of hovers there, sort of wringing his hands a bit. (laughs) That's fine. Apply some pressure to the wound, Findex. (laughs) Give him a cuddle. What the fuck is going on? What is this? What is this shit? Everybody ships it. It's very good. It makes Ed uncomfortable and it destroys Yubi's voice. It's very good. Everybody ships it. Yeah, he. I mean, I'm doing it more for Findex. Yeah, he. Because if he's got a task to do, it's going to focus him and bring him out yes, of his anxiety. You're right. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, he, yeah. He does what what you were doing a moment ago, and he sort of like kneels down and he kind of puts one hand on your shoulder and the other hand just kind of holds the the bandage in place to to keep pressure on the wound. I'm then going to spin around and go, Neri, what do we get? I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to find something. Yeah, don't don't take all the good stuff. I'll get some of this too, all right? Oh, we'll share it out. Yeah, we're a team. chickadees it's me you be your dm here to say how are you doing i hope you're doing well i'm doing okay thank you for asking i appreciate it and i also appreciate everyone who listens to our show did you like that segue i thought that was pretty smooth um but yeah i just wanted to take this time again to say thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to us we are amazingly um, almost at, or just over, I think, 4,000 downloads, which is incredible. Like, thank you so much. That is just so cool. We really, really appreciate it. All the, all the people who have been reaching out to us, letting us know that they've been enjoying it on Twitter, you can tweet to us uh, under the hashtag the mortal path or one word people like uh colin who've been tweeting to us people like freddie shepherd scully scully i'm not sure how to say that one but it's very good geometry failure like thank you thank you just so much for tweeting at us we really really appreciate it we love to hear what you've got to say we love to hear the we love to see the art that you guys have done for us everything is just so cool thank you so much uh, and on that note i just want to take another moment to say thank you so much to everyone who's left us itunes reviews it means so much we read every single one of them they are so lovely and they really help us find new listeners so if you have a moment we would so appreciate if you could take the time to leave us a review on itunes leave us a rating we do look at everyone they do really count um, and we are just so grateful for all and any of them we also have a tumblr account that you can follow which is the mortal path we reblog quite a lot of stuff on there there's a fair amount of art 
art happening there, which is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it's really good fun. I'd also like to thank you to, of course, Rachel, our amazing composer, Rachel Graff, who composed our theme tune. She's also worked on this amazing album called Sketching the Rain that you can find on her Bandcamp. If you just go to rachelgraff.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-F-F.com, you can find links to her Bandcamp. The track we're using for The Fallen City is called Shuttle. You can pay what you want. She's just got married to her wife and they're saving up for the honeymoon. So any cash you can throw their way would be so helpful for them. Um, but it is free free to, you know, pay what you want. So if you if you just want to download it, go for it. Uh, it is amazing. I also want to say thank you to Settling Geek, who really kindly provided us with the prize to give away uh, to Cron Darling, who again, congratulations, uh, won with the awesome playlist that you can find on our Twitter account. Settling Geek has so many cool wares. It's not just dice. It's just like the coolest stuff, although their dice are so pretty. Like, please, I really want like 800 sets to add to my already 200 odd strong collection of dice. I do love me some good dice and Settling Geek have the best. So check them out. They are so cool. They are so, so awesome. Uh, we are doing another episode of the behind the scenes episode that we do, Getting Mortal Take Two. So if you have any questions, if there's anything you want to know, please feel free to let us know on any one of the aforementioned social medias, or you can shoot us an email at themortalpath at gmail.com. Um, we can't guarantee that we're going to answer every question, but we're going to be looking over all of them and picking out which ones uh, we have time to talk about on on the behind the scenes app, which is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've already had some come in, so thank you so much for those. But yeah, please feel free to send us questions. We would love to answer all in any of them. We also have a little special something coming out soon, beginning of April. Um, keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm very excited about it. I've been working on it since we started recording, pretty much. It's a real passion project of mine. It's a real. It makes me really happy. It really, I think, reflects the heart and soul of the mortal path. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out, and I'll let you guys get back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I love all of you, every single one of you. Enjoy. As you start going through the pockets, you you do find a couple of things. You find three kind of cut round gems. They're polished, they're very beautiful, and they're all cut to exactly the same sort of size. Um, they're this kind of deep amberish color. They're pretty flawless gems, and you find three of them. You also find what looks like like a letter that's been folded. The wax seal has been broken, um, but it's still folded up. You also find three sheets of parchment that have been tightly rolled and just glancing at them as you're kind of pulling them out from inside his cloak they look like maps uh two of them look like they're the same sort of parchment and one looks like it's a different type of paper you also find a pen and a little set of inks you also find uh he's got two swords on him he's got bits of pretty nice armor actually that are strapped to him very well polished well kept there's the insigma um of a crown sorry could you say that word again the insigma? It's t- Do you perhaps mean the insignia? Uh, yeah, could you perhaps say that a third time? <laughs> the insignia. And this time make it an actual word. Yeah. The insignia?
Insignia. 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 The insignia, the picture of, there's a picture on the armor uh, of a logo. Insignia, thank you, Gary, uh, for writing that out for me. I thought it was Insigma. Nope, incorrect. Insigma. That's a word, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it is now. The insignia of a a crown that is wreathed in flames. Um, But instead of the crown having kind of points going upwards, it seems to have fangs going downwards. And you also find what looks like a pretty beaten up notebook. Okay, well, I mean, I get to one of these first, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're like pulling them off the body. Very genuinely, the uh, parchment, the ink, the maps, the letter, I am going to hand to Nat... And with the letter specifically, I'm going to hand to her and say, is this something you can read? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Uh, the three cut gems will slide into my pocket, I think, because they're pretty. I'm rolling to perceive that shit. Yeah, that's ten. That's not great. Uh, yeah, you can roll. You can, if you're watching uh, her do this, you can roll a perception check to see if you see her sliding the gems into her pocket. Absolutely, yeah. What's my perception? Fourteen. Yeah, you saw me do that. You see Narian Pocket, what looked like a couple of pretty pretty rocks gems. You're not quite sure what exactly they are. I'm going to take one of the swords, because I probably can't lift two, uh, and uh, hold it out towards Tarot and say, here, this, this one looks pretty good. You could have this one, and then Findex can have his back. What what kind of sword is it? It's kind of more like Natalia's one. So, so Findex's one was kind of more like... You know when like you're a kid and you draw a sword and it's got like a hilt and like it's like tri- it's like a triangle. Yeah, I can thing. dig it. Yeah, yeah, that's like Taro's one. Whereas Natalia's one is is much more kind of elegant. So, so with my gamer brain, would you say that was a finesse <laughs> weapon? Yeah, for sure. Cool. As a gamer, I will accept the sword. Yeah, okay. As is my right as a gamer to to accept the gamer's sword. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, think so. Nerium <laughs> <laughs> um, says, "Are you all right, Taro?" You... Taro says, "Someone's limiting Taro." I think you ought to be giving me something else as well. well Taro, I don't know you that well. <laughs> you know those things you slipped in your pocket. Oh, I immediately pull them out uh, and say, "Well, they look weird, and I was going to ask um, Windex about them later." Roll me deception. Please. Oh, Eleven. Eleven. Uh, make me an insight check, Tara, against that. Can I insight check that as yes, well? Yes, absolutely. Eighteen. Nineteen. <laughs> oh, she's she's very much bullshitting, but you did just watch her desecrate a man, so you know there's like so much you can do. I brought them straight out and handed them over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'll hold on to one of those. Yeah, if you want to. Uh, me too. Sure, a Windex. What are these? Coin. They're money. It's he's just got some on him. Oh, oh well then, that's fair. Yeah, one each. How much are these worth? Say, if we were to go and I don't know, buy some food. Oh, a, a lot. You that that's the highest one we have. You ah. could you could buy a lot with that. Blimey, you didn't carry small change then. If you were to say, say, analogize this in some kind of conceptual unit, say, let's let's call it a Gary piece for now. Uh, <laughs> how much? How many Gary pieces would this be worth? Uh, I mean, we have uh, uh, blue ones, and and ten of those is worth one of those, and then we have green ones, and and roughly 
10 of those is worth one of the blue ones, if that helps. Yeah, that, that does help. Thanks. I don't have any. <laughs> I have some at home. I just don't have... Uh, no, I don't have any because I can't go home because I just killed my commander. That's all right. We can rob your house <laughs> if you want. It's fine. <laughs> I mean... I don't think we can get to it. It's in the middle of Tembran. Don't worry. There'll be untold riches beneath this city. What do you mean? You're not going down there. Do you know what? That might be something to discuss in the morning. Fair enough. I, let's let's read this this letter. I put my Gary gem in my pocket. Okay. You you all have one Gary gem. Can I? Yeah. Have a look at the armor. Is it? Would it fit a tarot? Uh, are you talking about the commander's <laughs> armor or Severin's armor? Either armor. <laughs> uh, Severin's armor would would have to be modified to be worn by one of you guys. Uh, but the commander's armor look like looks like it would fit either you or Natalia. Okay, we'll go back to that later. Okay, so you open the, the letter. It is written in, in common. It is perfectly easy to read. Wait, when you say common, do you mean our common? Yeah, it's written in the same language that you can read. Because we can understand what everyone's saying. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was all in a different script. Well, everything in the city is, but Findex and the commander and all of you guys are speaking the same language. Okay. So you, you open it up and it says, Commander Kadva, your request to descend to the third level has been denied. Your task is to clear the fifth from rebel activity. Captain Mayhem. <laughs> Captain Mayhem. Captain Mayhem. <laughs> yep. Wow. M-E-I-H-E-M. Mayhem. Say that again? M-E-I-H-E-M. Mayhem. Say that again? Captain Mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> Captain Mayhem. That's what it says. Spell it for me. M-E-I-H-E-M. Mayhem. Okay. I wrote it myself. It's a speaking spell. Yep. Um... Commander Cadver. So he was gay and Cadver. Do you say that out loud? Gehesh. Gehesh Cadver. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. Yeah. I, I am asking out of game. You, you assume that he was Gehesh Cadver. <laughs> uh, Findex, was this chap called Gehesh Cadver? Yes. Is, does that matter? <laughs> Might be useful to have a name that we can write letters with. What, for the person we kill? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. And uh, where is this Captain Mayhem? He, he's in Tembran. He's he's the captain that the commander said he would take you to. I see. So the commander is subordinate to the captain. Yes. The captain is a higher rank than the commander. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to be clear about that. That's fine. No, he's, he's, yes. look, you, you misheard. He's not a commander. He's a commando. <laughs> he certainly is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Okay, so you you still have the the three rolled bits of paper, and you also have the notebook as well. I start unrolling shit. Okay, the first thing that you unroll is a map, and it's. Are you going for the piece of paper that looks different first, or one of the two that look the same? Yeah, the different one. Okay, so the first one that you unroll seems to be hand drawn. It's it's kind of wonky, um, and it seems to be a map of some sort. You can see places that say clear and clear and rebels, and there's an entrance marked out and a pathway drawn, and half of it is uh, written out as destroyed. Interesting. Uh, Findex, is this where... And I, I point to a place between the entrance and the fifth gate. Is this where we uh, encountered each other? I I think so. That's the... Com- that was the commander's map of the fourth layer. 
I see. He has other ones, but he made that one. Findex seems distressed still. Can I perhaps offer him a small piece of jerky in this trying time? (laughs) He accepts the jerky and eats it kind of on autopilot. (laughs) It'll probably help. It's fine. So now we know where the rebels are. If you want to find them, uh, how many of... It was was just your, your group in the city, correct? There, there was another one who were up on, on the next layer above us and there was one that went down below. Hmm. I open up one of the other maps. Okay. The next one you open is entirely different from the one that Gehesh has, has clearly drawn. This one uh, is really beautifully inked across this parchment. You can see individual buildings and houses marked out. And as you look at it first, there's this script that you know is written all around you. And for a minute, it's just symbols and letters until it starts to take shape. And you can see overlaid on top of this, again, in pen and ink, and these inks, uh, red and blue, and the same writing as the map that was hand-drawn, Gehesh seems to have scribbled out bits that are clear, or rebels, or, or destroyed. And he seems to have been making markings on this map. And looking at it, you can read that this is a map of the fifth layer, the layer that you are on, and indeed you can see where he's drawn in the fifth gate, and you can see names of places and, and wards are marked out. So th- there seems to be more rebels on this layer. Those are places where we previously found them. Most of them we've cleared out. It's They're areas that are still not destroyed. They hide out there sometimes. Yeah, what, what do you mean by destroyed? Like, the buildings have collapsed, you can't get into them. It's just rubble. It, it breaks halfway. He looks over and he points at the map and he points to where it says clear in the in the almost like where all the red happens. And he says, that's where the, the layer breaks in half. Everything destroyed. You remember that bit that just goes over? All of that's down there. Can I lean over, because I'm looking at this map too, mm-hmm. and point at the bit that says, what's this bit? It says outside escape. There are bits on each layer that you can access down, but most of them are they're broken. They collapsed when the city fell, we think. You can get out from this way. The, this portion, it almost touches the sand on one side. You can get out. It's how some of the rebels get in into the rubble. Right. So there's, there's like a labelled building near where we think we are. Can I read what that says? You absolutely can. Your commitment is extraordinary because (laughs) this is actually written in code rather than writing. Yep, it was very clever of me. Because he's the only one who can't read. I mean, I might ask you guys what the bits say. We say no. And we have pen and ink. Wait, do you know know Nat can speak this, but you don't know Tara can, right? Yeah, well, that's why I handed it all to Nat. Uh, So it it says books. Oh, books. Mm. Uh, This one here. Are there, are there lots of books there? Are they all in good condition? I I, I don't know. I'm sorry. We must investigate further. Hmm. Okay, and this last map might also be a good place to hide out for the night because uh, I don't think anyone's going to go look around an old bookshop. Oh, well. Is it, could we make it secure, do you think, Findex? I mean, maybe. This, this area is relatively free of rebel activity. We... We could, but 
I, I've only been here three times and I've never been here alone. I mean, I know I'm not alone, you guys are here, but... You're not alone. You've uh, got us, and we're on your side. I think we have to hide the bodies. Yeah, we can deal with that in the morning. Okay. Actually, that said, uh, you got any ideas about that? Not sure where we'd hide a body around here. I mean, surely we just chuck it down a hole in some rubble, I would imagine, at a guess. There's a lot of rubble here. Natalia, you start to unwrap the third map, and this one, this one's bigger, um, and the the layer seems to be bigger. And you can read that this is the third layer, so this would be the first layer below what is the currently the ground level. Um, right. And as you look at it, this one has barely been written on, but there are a couple of things that catch your attention. One is a, a kind of mark out of what's called the fourth gate, that you assume is the one leading downwards um there's also a circle that says clear and there is one building that has been circled in red that says atanas uh what does atanas mean it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything it's it's like a name who's atanas uh, how do you spell that a-t-a-n-a-s atanas atanas no 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 i like bananas no <laughs> So the one circled in red says Atanas, and the one that's been circled in blue just says Gallery. Well, there's a lot going on down here. I'm not really sure where to start. I think we ought to try and take a rest, to be honest, and maybe move yeah. these bodies before uh, anyone else shows up. It's it's really hot here, isn't it's it? It's still very, very hot, and you can hear above you now thunder, and it's making everything feel even more close and oppressed. You do still have a notebook in your hands. I mean, either we move the bodies or we find somewhere else to sleep, because by morning, these are going to be right. Uh, Findex, will anyone else be coming through here? Uh, I don't I don't think so. The units, we just go back when our commanders say to do so. Actually, that's a point. Can I, uh, have we seen any, like, birds or insects or any evidence of animal life here at all? Nothing. Huh, interesting. Yeah, Findex. Do you get rebels out here often, round these parts? He looks over to the body of the dead rebel next to all of you in the room <laughs> and goes, Yes? That's fair. Um, look, I reckon we ought to take the rebel's body, right? Because it'll just look like some rebels have come and done these lads in. He's... I'm, I'm not following Tarot. What I'm saying is, if the rebels want to fight here, they probably would have taken their dead pal back, right? They probably wouldn't have just left him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, all right. Yes. All right, Windex. That's good thinking, Puppet Master. Pick, pick him up. And he's not got—he's not got anything on him, has he? No, he's—he's he's got nothing. He's—he's—he's still kind of like got bits of where he was bound, um, still kind of wrapped around like an arm or a leg, but that was kind of destroyed when Taro's unseen servant was doing a bit of tomfoolery. <laughs> well, if we leave like a bit of the bound, the the ropes that were holding him in the area, then they'll know that there was a prisoner here, and presumably he escaped and killed them. Sure, right? I don't think that really matters. Or was rescued. Never mind. I'm overthinking this. But let's let's have a look at the armour first, anyway. On the commander? Yeah. It's good armour. Yeah, Nat, look, um, I'm feeling a little bit frail here, I'll be honest. Um, Do you mind if I have this? Oh, oh, go for it. These these shadows seem to be fairly good at protecting me yeah you could swap it for that nice cloak you got yeah uh, unlikely i I think i prefer the cloak i'll be honest (laughs) (laughs) 
Alright, I want to, like, strip the dead guy, I guess? Okay, you you peel the armor back from this dead guy. There's a lot of blood on it, and as you as you're unbuckling bits, there's a definite movement of organs that were held in place Oof. by the armor previously. Um, but you do manage to to take it off, and you now have a very blood stained but nice set of armor. What kind of armor is it? It's mostly leather, but there's bits of what look like kind of maybe steel, burnished steel into it. Okay, I don't know armor rules, but I'll, I'll I want to take Mechanically, it. Mechanically, it's a plus one. Cool. So if you if you wear it, you get a plus one to your AC. Cool. I'm gonna pick this up and hold it. Okay. I'm not getting changed. Okay. Tara does not get changed in front of people. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Findex has actually kind of followed you because he's still trying to keep pressure on the wound. He's not really been told to not do that, so he is just that kind is of following you fine. as you do that. If Findex, I think I'll be all right. Um. Uh, yeah, why don't you pick up that uh that rebel? We're uh, we'll go dump him somewhere. Uh, right, uh, yeah, and uh, he goes and you are very strong. Yeah, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Come on, I'll give you a hand. He actually, as you as you said, that he's actually actually managed to kind of pick up the the rebel oh. mostly by himself. Windex is canonically ripped. Well, never mind. That is also canonically ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he he kind of like picks up the 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 rebel uh, body, kind of a bit gingerly. He's clearly not enjoying holding it. Uh, okay, let's go find somewhere to uh, dump this. Come on. Right. He follows you guys out of the building. You can see as soon as you get out, there's that slope down that leads to this almost like cliff oh. drop off where the layer has kind of snapped at one end. And it kind of descends into into rubble. And you can see that there are still bits of building intact. And it does look like there is probably a path down. It's not easy to traverse. It's much more difficult than the fifth gate. Let's chuck him down there then. Yeah, let's just chuck him. He takes a small breath and just kind of, whee, like throws him. (laughs) (laughs) And you watch this, this lizardman body that does look a bit like Findex tumble down over the rocks. It kind of goes and hits off everyone as it disappears down into the gloom and Findex just kind of stands there for a minute watching where it disappeared <laughs> can I nudge him uh, presumably just above the knee I would guess is where I would reach okay, for a nudge you nudge him standing on <laughs> the edge nudge. of the thing and he immediately goes no ah! no and no, he, like, no he immediately throws himself backwards so he just kind of collapses onto the ground as if you were about to shove him off the fucking edge <laughs> yeah, okay, no, 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 I'll, I'll pat his wow. knee reassuringly and say, sorry, I didn't mean to startle you, just, you know, that was, yeah, good luck sleeping tonight. <laughs> All right, books. Speaking of sleeping, where are we going? Books. books. Yes. Let's book it. Okay, have you hey. guys taken all of the stuff with you at this point? Yes. Yeah, okay, so uh, so you still have the... the I have a notebook. The, Nobody's asked me yeah, about it. Yeah, you've got it the, the notebook journal, and you've got the you've got all the maps and the letter. They didn't happen to have any backpacks. Not that you could see on them. No. How were they transporting things? Just in pockets. The commander had a fair amount of pockets in his cloak. Clearly, they had a warehouse right outside. Was that was that a hint to just nick they? his cloak? That's where we got the food. His cloak is apparently full of pockets. Yeah, I'm going to go back and nick his cloak okay. and solve the pocket problem that has been caused by wearing a skirt. You now have many pockets. You are Natalia, queen of the pockets, and also one lizardman. <laughs> Tara's okay. just like holding like a stack of armor with like a sword perched on top. 
Yeah. And also, you just kind of like have this bit of Natalia's dress like tied around like your chest, and you're still very lightheaded because you have bled out a lot. But I've got my cool cloak, so it's a great look. It is a good look, and actually, your your cloak has sort of changed to match the colour of your blood in places, and it now kind of looks like (laughs) this pattern rather than that you've been you've been stabbed. It looks almost like a deliberate pattern. This cloak is the ultimate like vibe accessory. It's great. I'm loving it. It's that cloak. Once you cast identify successfully on it, you will find out it's called the style it out cloak. (laughs) (laughs) Right, books. You guys head towards the building that is labelled books, and as you get close to it, it's it's in pretty good shape, and it does seem to be this bookshop of sorts, although a lot of the shelves have fallen over, and quite a lot of the inside is clearly in disarray, even as you can see in the gloom. Um, and as you are walking in between from the ledge to the place where the commander was was... was the pockets of sky that you can see through the upper layers the clouds are this kind of almost violent deep burgundy color and you can see little flashes of lightning in the corners of the the clouds and you can see that they are heavy with rain although it hasn't yet fallen can i say the fact that the clouds are violet is just deeply confirming to nerium that they are in fact in some kind of planar hell it looks like nothing you have ever seen before hell yeah (laughs) okay i think we need a plan here uh, Tyro, how about you uh, rest up and slowly change into that armor? Um, Findex, I, I think you should probably take it easy as well. Uh, I'm going to browse for some non-fiction, <laughs> see if we can um, get the lowdown on this locale. Uh, Nerium? Um, Is there a chair? Yeah, there are definitely chairs. I'd like to prop a chair against the door from the inside. Okay, you, you do that. Minor barricade. There are still windows. Can I roll for minor barricade? Uh, make me a strength check. <laughs> I cast lesser barricade. Oh, Why do I ask to roll shit that I know I'm going to fuck up? All right, I rolled a 16. Okay. Yeah, with surprising ability for a guy who's been stabbed in the back, you managed to prop a chair up behind the door. It is right by two very big windows, as usual in shops, so you can see inside. But that door is probably going to take an extra half second to get by. Is there one floor in this building? Yeah. Okay. Is there a back room? Uh, yeah. I think we ought to get away from the windows, honestly. For now, while we rest up. Agreed. Agreed. Open in the room to the back room where they keep all their stock that they don't put on the shelves. <laughs> it's the back room of, yep. of the bookshop where the book. God, there's going to be some really off milk. Go to hide from yep. the customers. Yep. Maybe there's a break room and a toilet as, as well. Some, as someone who works in a bookshop, I can confirm that is where you go to hide yes, from customers. correct. Uh, you open the door and it's this quite nice room that's carpeted. It's got a couple of chairs that look quite plush, although two of them have been overturned by, you assume, the, the drop. Uh, there is stock that has fallen on the floor that was clearly once piled. But it's a relatively sizable room and it's relatively comfortable looking. It doesn't have windows. Can I? I'm going to run to a chair and bags it. Okay. <laughs> There's only two comfortable chairs. I want one of them. And Natalia's still trying to hunt down like history okay. and encyclopedia and maybe some newspapers. Okay, I'm going to get right to you. I think Tara also uses a comfy chair. 
Okay. Uh, with with a little bit of, of uh, help, you managed to overturn one of the, the other chairs. And it's more like kind of like a small sofa than a chair. Uh, all right, that works. And uh, you... This is going to be Tarot and Windex on a love seat. <laughs> no, I'm kipping. Oh, fan art, please, somebody. Tar- no, don't. You can't, you can't ask for things like that. If you ask for it, you have to pay. Oh, That's the law of the land. But I true. yearn for it deeply in my soul. <laughs> then pay someone. Commission it. Commission it. Maybe I will. Okay. This is weird, but yeah, okay. Fucking let it, let it rip. Whatever you want, man. Whatever you fucking feel like. But Tara Alrighty. is having a nap. Okay. Tara lies down on on the sofa. It's relatively easy to curl up on, and you quite quickly, I assume, just pass the fuck out. I'm afraid Nerium also is going to curl up like a little dormouse and zonk. Okay. I am asleep. Both of you pass the fuck out. Findex kind of stands there for a minute, clearly just incredibly lost, and then he very slowly, not that either of you see it, but he very slowly sits down on the floor and then lays on his back, and he just stares at the ceiling in silence in this dark room as you two sleep on the the comfy sofas. Natalia, as you start going through the books, quite a lot of them are fiction. You You can tell that this is, you know a bookshop that deals mostly in in fiction they kind of follow the same storylines as the book you've already found but you do find a section of it's that kind of you know high fantasy political intrigue type thing but you do find a section of non-fiction and one book that catches your eye is called a history of velo but what really catches your eye is the illustration on the front of this tiered city on the edge of a cliff and this sea, this kind of wild, almost silver ocean swirling up against the cliff. Um, and it looks very beautiful, beautifully bound and is inscribed in that writing that you have seen everywhere. Oh, fellow. Yes. Um. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. It wasn't a Shakespeare pun. It was just, oh my God, I can't have a name. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. Good gravy. That's <laughs> very good. Yep. I, I take the book, I go to the back room, and I start reading that shit. I'm also, I pointed towards the door. Okay, so you're, you're facing, you're facing the door. It is a, it is a history of this city called Velo, and it describes the various layers. You get the impression that the poorer districts are at the top, and this place that it's from is constantly stormy it's constantly raining there's constantly um this kind of extreme feeling weather happening although it seems normal in the book and these layers have these kind of big almost dishes that protect the others that collect the water and siphon it to other places it's this city that works very well but in an inverse way that you'd expect all the the richer areas are down below and everything starts to kind of go from residential to more learning based on the third layer. The third layer seems to be this kind of cultural hub. There's something called the the temple in the middle and it speaks of other smaller shrines and temples, but the main one is is in the middle and it doesn't really mention who exactly is worshipped. It's one of those things where the book feels very much like that's common knowledge. Why wouldn't you know what is worshipped in this temple? But it does talk about the beautiful architecture. It talks about the beauty of the items within and then on the second layer there's something called the Archer Crypt which seems to be this 
library-museum hybrid. It's where things are shown off. It's sections of it are open to the public, although it's expensive to get in and it's expensive to see some of the really, really special stuff. And the first layer is the, the biggest layer, and this one is off-limits to most of the public. It is only where the richest and the noblest live and only where all the scientific um, experiments take place. And there is this huge building talked about right in the centre called the Learning Chambers. And the book doesn't go into detail as to what is studied there, but it talks with great excitement about the progress made and the discoveries being found and how wonderful it is and how exciting it is. And the very last bit in the book talks about the newfound magic of movement, of being able to move items from one place to another. And that's sort of where the book <gasps> publishing ends with this kind of inscription about how wonderful this new age of enlightenment is and how excited everyone is for the next chapters of Velo's history. Well, they fucked up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did they fuck us too? So as you, you sit there reading this book with Findex, who is definitely awake, but just lying on the floor, staring at the ceiling, and Nerium and Taro, who are both just flat out asleep on the sofas behind you, you hear... Does Taro snore? You, I mean, you've all slept together before. Hey. That's so, true. Uh, you hear above you the first kind of... of rain starting to hit areas of the, the fallen city. 